Hello and welcome to the Hallelujah podcast. I'm your host, Grace, and I'm beyond excited to have you here today. At Hallelujah, my mission is to provide a space where you can grow in your faith, be encouraged, and gain an understanding of God's word. And welcome to episode 41 of the podcast, where today we're talking about a topic that I am super, super passionate about. And recently at Youth, we are going through a range of these different topics. And one of the topics that we went through actually just last night was all about baptism. So water baptism and also baptism in the Holy Spirit. And it is something or a topic that I'm so passionate about that I really wanted to talk about it again here just to really unpack what each of them are, what the Bible says about it, and what we can learn from it as well, and why it is so, so important for us to do and to have both. So really looking forward to getting into this episode with you today. And if you are on Spotify, make sure you do, or Apple Podcasts, make sure you do follow, give it a five-star review if you are enjoying the content. And if you're watching on YouTube as well, all the videos are being uploaded there. So make sure you also like and subscribe there to follow along and make sure you don't miss out on any of the other content that I am putting out. But either way, let's get into our episode and video for today. So what we're going to start off with is baptism. So what is baptism? And one of the most common ways that we will hear of baptism in the church is talking about water baptism. And this is something, I think it might have been episode two or maybe three or four that I did of the podcast when I first started talking about the importance of baptism and then also my baptism and my story with how I got baptized, that I'd been baptized once before and what it really did for my life and and how it enabled me to, to walk free from so much sin and really just draw that line in the sand. But I'm really happy to be talking about it again today. And in terms of baptism, so what is water baptism? It is essentially what we see all throughout the Bible um, as something that is a really, really big and important part of a believer's walk. When we are water baptized, and you've you've possibly seen or heard of it before, it's essentially a, a full immersion underneath the water. And what that does is symbolize the, the death, the burial, and the resurrection with Christ. So it's putting down our old self and we're coming up as a new creation. And it would have been maybe just under three years ago that I got baptized and it was by far the best thing that I have ever done. So for anyone out there, if you are a believer and you haven't been baptized yet, I hope that this will be an encouragement for you that you'll look into a little bit more, uh, but that it really is something that you would consider as well. And so we see baptism a lot throughout scripture. And it's something that often we would see people do right after they gave their life to Jesus. And if we look in Acts chapter 2, verse 38 and 41, it says, And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And verse 41, it says, So those who received his word were baptized, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. So even here we see, and and many other times throughout scripture as well, as soon as people gave their life to Jesus, as soon as they repented, they turned from their sin and they accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they were immediately baptized. So that was kind of the normal back in that day. I think sometimes it's a little bit different now. Uh, Unfortunately, I think sometimes we can see people either not getting baptized at all or waiting a really long time. But I love it when we look back at scripture and we see the way that it was designed for us to do to repent, to turn to Jesus and be baptized. 
And we also see in scripture that Jesus was baptized too. So he did that as, of course, as someone living a a sinless life to identify with us and and pave the way for us, but also as a really beautiful example for us to to follow and take after Jesus as well. But in Matthew 3, 13 to 17, we read about Jesus' baptism. And it says, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. So John the Baptist here. But John tried to deter him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. And I just think this is one of the most beautiful passages of of scripture that we've seen, that we see. And you even think about, like, can you imagine being there, Jesus being baptized, all the people who would have been watching and see seeing like heaven literally open above them and the spirit of God descending like a dove onto onto him. And then that voice from heaven saying, this is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. And it is it is so beautiful and so profound. And that's why I love, like when we see the the experience of, of, of Jesus' baptism, look how beautiful and powerful that was. And when we do the same thing, we can identify with Christ in that. And yeah, it's, it's, it's so beautiful. But a few quick little things as well before, because I want to talk a lot about today about baptism of the the Holy Spirit, which is really the the focus of this video and episode today. But before we move on from that, just a few areas that I think um, really outline the the power of water baptism is, first of all, we find that it's a public declaration of our our faith. So often we we see that when we are baptized, it is that public declaration of saying, I'm a follower of Jesus, where we're identifying with him in being baptized. And I think a lot of the time that's why we we not only see the power of baptism, but also as soon as people converted straight away, they would go and be baptized as that public declaration of the the old being gone, their old sinful life being gone, and then the new, you know, the new creation in, in Christ. But we also do it out of obedience as well. And Mark 16, 16 says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. So even here, we just see, you know, a really big part of of the belief that we do have is being baptized. And I think sometimes it can be quite divisive in the church as well. I've heard some churches say that, um, that you have to be baptized to be saved. And I don't believe that there is biblical backing for, for that at all. However, we are commanded to do it in scripture. And I see no reason why, why we, why we wouldn't be baptized. And then another, another way as well, or another thing that I found personally for me being baptized is the, the freedom from sin component. Now for me, prior to being baptized, even though I had given life to my, given my life to Jesus, there, there were still areas of my life that I was living in sin, but for me, when I when I chose to be to be baptized and make that public declaration, that was me drawing a line in the sand, really to put back put back the old and go. No, I'm being intentional about moving forward in Christ, my identity in Christ, and and it's honestly it set me free from so much of of the the sin and captivity that I was in. So. Super, super powerful baptism. 
Um, yeah, and like I mentioned, it's just identifying with Christ. He did it, and there's so much beauty and power in baptism. So why wouldn't we do it? However, that is water baptism, right? So we've read about that, but then we we also hear about baptism of the Holy Spirit. And for you, is this something that you have heard of before? Have you heard about it from friends, from like around church, any family? Is it something that you're a bit nervy about or have you experienced yourself and it's it's been incredible? I'd yeah, I'd love to know. So so let me know your your thoughts on it as well in the comments. However, um, a few a few key things that we see here when we're talking about baptism of the Holy Spirit. First of all, who is the Holy Spirit? So the, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. So we have God the Father, we have Jesus the Son, and the, the Holy Spirit. And all believers have the Holy Spirit. This is something that we receive when we do come to Christ. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is what we're talking about today, is actually different from that. Now, let's first turn to Acts chapter 2, and this is where we read about Pentecost and the coming of the Holy Spirit. And so reading from the start of chapter 2, it says, When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So we're reading here about Pentecost and when um, when the, the Holy Spirit essentially came to them and, and the Holy Spirit in this case manifested as the that that fire that we that we saw or that we see there in the in the upper room as well. And then from that, so they were filled with the Holy Spirit and then they began to speak in other tongues as as the Spirit gave them utterance as well. And the Holy Spirit is something that is just gifted to us as well, which is so beautiful. It's not something that we have to fight for, that that God only gives to some believers, but it's something that is available for all of us and something that we, we really should earnestly seek after and desire to have as well. And throughout the Bible as well, it, it does also talk about how as Christians, you know, the, the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us. And 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were brought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. And also in John 14, 26, it says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, and this is Jesus talking as well, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. So we see here, yes, you know, when when we do become Christians, we are in indwelled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us and we are a temple of the Holy Spirit, which we really need to 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 honor and take care of that and, and hold that in in the the rightful place that it should be as well. But being baptized or, or filled with the Holy Spirit is is one one occasion that happens after we after we come to Christ. And if we look to Acts chapter 1, it says, In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. 
And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water. So remember, that was John the Baptist who we're talking about before. But you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So this is just before um, what we read before in Acts chapter 2 as well with Pentecost and then the, the coming of the Holy Spirit. But we see, so Jesus or God promised the Holy Spirit for us and, and Jesus didn't send out his disciples or, or the apostles um, until the Holy Spirit, uh, until, yeah, until they the Holy Spirit was coming for them. And it just talks about that we will receive power as well when the Holy Spirit comes on us. And if we look at verse 8, so still in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things and they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. So this is just before Jesus ascends as well and and, and has promised the, the Holy Spirit. Um, either way, okay, so we've talked a little bit about the Holy Spirit there and it is, it's not a requirement for us to have as Christians, but it is something that we should so eagerly desire to have because the, the power and the strength that comes with having the Holy Spirit is, I mean, why would we want to live our, why would we want to live our, our Christian life without it? And a really big part of having the Holy Spirit as well is that boldness to witness. And we we see, you know, even um, even like in in Acts where some of the apostles prior to the Holy Spirit, you know, they they don't have that same boldness that they do when the Holy Spirit comes. So it is that boldness to witness to go out and proclaim the gospel and share the good news. And and I've I mean I've experienced that in in my life too. Sometimes we can we, we can have. Um, just like nerves or, or maybe it's shame or not even shame. We're just scared maybe to share the gospel. But when, when you are filled with the spirit and continually filled as well, the, the power and the boldness that you have to share your faith is, is so beautiful and something that we should all really seek out as well. And then the other thing the Holy Spirit helps us do in, is move in the gifts of the Spirit. And you can read about this a little bit more in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. But just to summarize the gifts of the Spirit, so there's words of wisdom, words of knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And these are all gifts of the Spirit and and as well something that that the Holy Spirit gifts to us. And I think you'll often find that, you know, we can grow in each of these, but there may be some that just flow um, flow more smoothly or, or naturally to you. And for me personally, I, I find that I'm probably more prophetic or discerning compared to to some of the other ones here. But but again, these gifts of the spirit is something that we should eagerly desire and that that we can be freely given as well. Um, and then the just to jump back as well, just for some other reasons about why why we would want to have and and be be baptized in the Holy Spirit is that it also helps us to obey. And in Ezekiel thirty six twenty seven, it says, "And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws." So it also helps us to obey. And I think sometimes, you know, when when we do have the Holy Spirit, he he really is that that voice, that comforter, um, that guidance that we really do need as 
Christians. So the beauty of having the Holy Spirit but also being baptised in the Spirit is is different and it gives us so much power and that equipping, that that sending out that we that we really see outlined a lot in Acts as well when they were then um, when they were then filled or, or baptised in the Holy Spirit. And then now let's also move to something else that is pretty frequently spoken about in church, and that is speaking in tongues. Now, this or speaking in tongues is one of the signs of being filled with the Spirit. And some churches also like that, also the like the water baptism, they will say that if you don't speak in tongues, that you are either not saved or you don't have the Holy Spirit. And again, I don't believe that there is biblical backing for this. However, I do believe that speaking in tongues is something that we should all desire to all desire to do because essentially what speaking in tongues is is it's just a, a heavenly prayer language uh, like utterances that we don't know our our, our our spirit is praying directly to God or or interceding on our behalf. So there's two types of speaking in tongues the first of which that I was just getting into is all about private prayer and praise. So it's intercession when we don't have the words. And 1 Corinthians 14, starting from verse 1, talks a bit about uh, tongues as well. So I'll just quickly read that. And it says, Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries of the Spirit. And then it goes, on the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up a church. Now I want you to all speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. And so what we see here as well in in just talking about speaking in tongues is that it is, I mean, it's beautiful. It, it says at the very start, so pursue love, but earnestly desire the spiritual gifts and talking especially about prophecy and, and speaking in tongues. And it really is, it's the, it's the uttering the, the mysteries in the spirit and, and that, that personal Holy Spirit led prayer to, to God interceding on our behalf. And sometimes, you know, speaking in tongues, it can be a really good thing to do when you when you don't know what to pray, when you're upset, you're tired, you just don't feel like it. Sometimes we can be really in our flesh when we're praying and we think we we know what we need to pray for, but but sometimes speaking in tongues, um I think it's a really beautiful way just to surrender to God and to to let to let the Holy Spirit lead and, and pray out God's plan for your life working out all the situations and and yeah so it's a it's a beautiful thing to really seek and desire too but the second type of speaking in tongues that we also see is corporate and this is a little bit more prophetic and someone does need to interpret tongues when it is um, spoken about in a in a, a church in a church context but it's effectively bringing a bringing a message for the for the body of Christ and just to bring it back as well about a few of the key reasons why we should desire being baptized in the Holy Spirit is that the apostles we see in, in the book of Acts that they asked people if they were baptized in the Spirit and if they weren't, they prayed for them. So it's something that the apostles frequently did and, and a really big part that we see of the, of the life of Christians. 
And in Acts chapter 8, we see from verse 14. So it says, Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. So this is beautiful, we see, you know, they we've already established here. So they, they've been baptized in the name of Jesus, but that receiving of the Holy Spirit was something else. And, you know, if the apostles are going, laying on of hands and, and being or baptizing people in the Holy Spirit, why, why, why wouldn't we, why wouldn't we want that too? You know, we, they really set or pave the way for, for how we can be as, as disciples and followers of Jesus too. So in the same way that we obey his commands by repenting of our sins, being baptized, following Jesus, how much more should we also seek to have the Holy Spirit, that, that beautiful and precious gift from, from God to equip us, help us go out to be bold to witness and to have that power as well. And then last two little points as well. We also see that, and we touched on this before, but Jesus commanded the apostles not to begin their work until they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And we see that in Luke 24, 48 to 49, which says, you are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. And like power from on high, that is certainly something that I want. And the the last thing as well that we do see about the Holy Spirit is that it also enables us. And in Ephesians 5, 18 to 21, we read this scripture that says, and do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, you know, when when we're when we're filled with something that is that is not of God, it leads us away from things of Christ and and down the wrong path. Whereas it says, instead, be filled with the Spirit. So, and the the be filled that is often spoken about here, it's a continual filling as well. So that baptizing of the Holy Spirit that happens that one time after um, after we do come to faith at some point. So we we come to know Jesus and we the Holy Spirit indwells in us. Then we can be baptized in the Spirit, which is that that first time that we're baptized. But then we're called to be continually filled with the Spirit, and it's like being being immersed. It's not just being immersed with the Spirit, but it's it's being it's being soaked up and and overflowing overflowing with the Holy Spirit that it flows into every area of our lives and the people around us too and it yeah it's just that that boldness that power to witness and the power of of the Holy Spirit um, there too but yes and so we've spoken about all of that and I think for everyone as well you know it's it's really something that is is beautiful and a free gift. From God and something that I would really just encourage everyone to earnestly desire to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, to have that power in you because we we need everything that we can get to live in the world that we're living in and just to to walk in in power and the authority that we have as Christians and the Holy Spirit. You know, we have beautiful relationships with God the Father and Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins and 
and ultimately, you know, leading to eternal life with, with him in heaven as well, but also the Holy Spirit that the Father promised that is something that we should cling on to and just be be so, so excited about experiencing as well. And then the last portion that I want to do just to make it a little bit more practical is if you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit or if it is something that maybe, yeah, you've heard about a little bit but you're keen to know more, I just want to quickly run through a well two key verses here, um, but just about asking for the Holy Spirit and to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. And Luke eleven thirteen also says, if you then know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So all we have to do is ask for the Holy Spirit and our Father in heaven will give, will, will give it. So I would encourage you to approach God with thanksgiving and praise and ask for what you want, ask for what you need, because anything that we ask in according to his will will be given. So ask him for the presence, for the strength, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and ask him just to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, to to fill you up so that you are overflowing and that you will have the power, the boldness to witness and the strength to obey his commands and and walk out what, what God is calling you to ultimately. But before we wrap things up, I just want to pray as usual to wrap up the episode, but also for anyone who hasn't been baptized in the Holy Spirit before, if it is something that you are interested in. So, Father, we just um, come before you again today, Lord God. We thank you that you are so good and so faithful. And, God, we we love you, we praise you, we worship you, and we thank you for everything that you have done in our lives, Lord God. And I thank you for this podcast, God, and, and for everyone listening to it right now. God, I thank you for I thank you for who they are, Lord God, and, and that you have a good and and big plan for their life, Lord God, for them to to serve you, to honor you, to love you in in everything that they do. And God, I just pray that you would help us all to earnestly desire the gifts that you have and, and the Holy Spirit that we have as Christians indwelling in our in our body. But but also, Lord God, that, that we would earnestly desire being baptized in the Holy Spirit as well. And Lord God, I just I pray for a continued feeling for anyone who has been baptized in the Holy Spirit. But God, anyone who hasn't, God, if if this word has has put that that stirring in their spirit, Lord God, Father, I just pray you would baptize them in the Holy Spirit right now, Lord God, as as they ask to be filled with the Spirit, to be baptized with your Spirit. Lord God, your word says that if we ask and it is in according to your will, that you will give it to us, Lord God, and, and how much more would our, would our Heavenly Father give us the Holy Spirit if we ask for it? So, Lord God, I just pray that you would use this as a, as a, as a seed to be planted in all of our hearts, Lord God, that we would earnestly desire the gifts, the Holy Spirit, to speak in tongues, to prophesy, Lord God, to to bring glory to you and to to have the the boldness to witness and share our faith and the power and authority that comes with having the Holy Spirit. So I thank you for every person listening and yeah, God, we we love you. We thank you for who you are. And I just pray all of that in the beautiful, mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning into episode 41 of the Hallelujah podcast. 
My hope and prayer is that I will always be able to point you to Jesus and that you'll leave feeling encouraged, equipped, inspired, and ready to go out and be salt and light in this world. Don't forget to follow and leave a five-star review if you're enjoying this content. It really helps to get it out and get it in front of more people because my heart is to encourage, to share the good news of the gospel and always to point people to Jesus. If you're not already following me on Instagram, it's just at Hallelujah Podcast and you can keep up to date with posts, new episodes and other news. And yeah, make sure you follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts to keep up to date with new episodes. All right, everyone, thanks for tuning into the Hallelujah Podcast and I'll see you all next time.